Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7. Today is Sunday, October 17, 2021, and this is your host, Paul Garth, with Paul Garth's Weekly Review. So, I am not sure what happened, but somehow I now have 19 listeners. So, a bunch of you have left. I'm not sure where you went. But for those who have listened, thank you. Continue to like, subscribe, share, whatever you do. I do appreciate that. Today's weekly review will cover a couple of items within Anchor, the comments section, the ASW number status, my GTD tip of the week, a very interesting and inexpensive slash free note-taking strategy, general aviation, law and ethics, Spanish update. So let's power through this. The interface that I use to create podcasts is with anchor.fm. And last week and the week before, I mentioned that I put a request for comments within the podcast. And nothing has happened. And then I realized, you know, in other words, there's no, nobody's making any comments, which is fine. I think this is maybe a different portal compared to, let's say, YouTube, where it is more engagement, you know, with with people commenting. And then I realized that that isn't really the intention of why I was doing the weekly review. So I'm actually not really looking for comments at this point going forward. Excuse me. Because, Because then it would start informing what I want to talk about. And really what I'm talking about is top of mind stuff anyway. This pertains to my life, my world, and my goal is also to share any ideas, realizations, perspective, best practices that I have you know, integrated through the week that I think would be useful to share. So what I'm going to be doing is going to last week and the week before and just removing the comment section. And if you do wish to engage with me directly, and I hope you do, then you can go to my website, which is paulgarth.name, N-A-M-E, and it'll be pretty obvious how you can make a direct connection with me, and that would be good. So next item is ASW number status, the associate social worker number status. According to their their Facebook weekly post, this could be early November, so looking forward to that. My GTD getting things done, systematic approach to productivity, tip of the week. I think this would be useful just to introduce, you know, this concept. All of you use calendars, I'm sure. And calendars are a great way of externalizing into a trusted system so that you don't have to remember what you're doing on a specific day. You can just take it out of your head and put it into a calendar. The GTD best practice is ideally having one calendar for both personal and work. If that's not possible, then I suppose two, one for work and one for personal. What I've done in those instances where I wanted to keep it separate on my, in this case, my iPhone, I have brought both calendars into one application, if that makes sense. So I can see top-down across multiple calendars even though the actual content is separate 
between two actual calendars, if that makes sense. The The purpose of the calendar, of course, externalizing from your mind into an external, you know, into a trusted system, the calendar. But what is also good for is, is it for a specific day without a time? So you're just wanting to do something at some point during the day, let's say tomorrow, Monday. Or is it have to be Monday at 2 o'clock or Tuesday at 3 o'clock? So if it's day or day or time specific, um, then day or day and time specific, then you figure it out. There is also a best practice. I'm not sure if David mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it, which is make time for yourself. So have yourself as your own project or your own role within your calendar for the proverbial self-care moment throughout the day. I think that's important as well to really schedule time for yourself. When I've introduced this concept to people, it always seems to be kind of this eye-opener, like I never thought of that. So that's my suggestion. Note-taking strategy. So as a social worker, I have a ton of these little short reports that are typically client-based. So I meet with a client and there's a whole bunch of notes that I have to upload into a specific online portal or you know, keeping track of in some system. And the, you know, I think I mentioned it last week, the uh, subjective, you know, objective and, and what's the assessment, what's the plan, the, the, the classic soap note format. And what I've also found is there's just a ton of typing and who wants to do that? And it takes up time and you're typically typing later in the day. So what I've looked at is Dragon. Dragon is the, the granddaddy of of voiced text. So you're saying something and then it's automatically transcribing into text. But it is kind of expensive and, and nobody is saying, sure, we'll pay the $500. So what I've done is come up with a free version of Dragon. So what I'm doing is I have a digital voice recorder, which I've had for years. And, you know, just requires a couple of AAA batteries. No big deal. And what I've noticed is that the iPhone, and it's not necessarily the iPhone, it's just applications in general, the technology of the voice-to-text has really, really improved, in my opinion. This is not something I've done in a while, but I'm just playing around with it. I'm really quite impressed with the voice-to-text capability. But what I've also noticed is that it requires you to be connected to a reasonably fast internet connection in order for you to record. Now, unless I'm just not realizing that you can do it offline or, you know, off the grid. So what I'm doing is I'm using my digital voice recorder in my car. I don't care, obviously, if I'm off, you know, connected or not, because I'm not using an internet device. And when I get home, I go on my iPhone in this case press the mic button, press the play button on the on the recorder, put it next to the mic of the iPhone, and it literally I'm literally talking to my iPhone. And it was kind of funny because I'm listening to myself yabber away for 15, 20 minutes while I'm doing email or something else on my computer. And then when it's done, I have all of the text typed up. I can email it or whatever. And yes, it's not 100%. You know, there are obvious you know, typos or words that it couldn't quite understand because I was mumbling or saying a word that's not really a word. 
But what I've noticed is that it gives me the general sense and essence of, of what I was trying to capture. So that is the poor man's version of the Dragon software, a digital voice recorder and your iPhone in mic voice-to-text mode. General Aviation. I think I mentioned this last week. My website, aviation.paulgarth.name. What I'm going to do is find some flight schools, kind of boilerplate structure for the BFR, the biennial flight review, and then go through that for ground school review. So over the next you know, several weeks, I'll be introducing you to you know, the different high-level things that I'm brushing up on. And at some point, I will have, it's not really about time, I'll have more income and money. I'm looking forward to, to getting into aviation again. ASW Law and Ethics. I am starting to go through the material, even though I don't have the ASW number yet. Uh, I think it's always a good idea to just to, to start. And also with my current job I have, it is also important. There is a serious side to to social work, which is mandated reporter, which I share, is not share, I explain to every client that I'm meeting. So it's kind of the first thing out of my mouth, which is, you know, confidentiality and then I'm a mandated reporter. If there's anything I'm that I'm sensing or I'm hearing from you that you're going to harm yourself or you're going to harm somebody else or somebody is going to harm you, then I can break confidentiality. I will break confidentiality. And are you okay with that consent of service? Sign here, done. So within the law and ethics course, I was reading about the Tarasoff, T-A-R-A-S-O-F-F. And for for you in the healthcare industry, you've I'm sure you've heard of the Tarasov case. This goes back to the 60s. I've, I've just kind of refreshed my memory. So this is kind of the high level, but it was two Berkeley uh, students in the 60s, a boy or girl, and the boy was kind of infatuated with a girl. And then they were separated for a couple of months because of vacation, let's say, or something. And during that time, the boy is speaking to the psychotherapist and this is the the bad part. He's actually saying that he wants to do harm to the girl when he sees the the girl again. So what the psychotherapist does is he escalates to I think it was a he escalates to campus police, the various you know people above him as supervisors, and unfortunately it didn't necessarily go anywhere. They, they interviewed the boy, but it, there was no there was no um, you know, hospitalizing him or you know, giving him specific treatment to to address whatever it was, where his infatuation was about. The key problem was that nobody warned the girl. So when the girl comes back on campus, really tragically, the boy kills the girl. So now the question is: is should something have happened? This is duty to warn, duty to protect, protect. And there was a big case, Tarasov, the family of, of the girl Tarasov versus UC Berkeley Board of Regents or something like that. So how is this? There is a lot of nuance, I think, with the Tarasov law. But as I'm kind of understanding it as a social worker, is that if I am faced with a client, 
that is actually verbalizing or saying, you know, what their plan is. And if I'm, you know, pursuing that and I sense that this is really based on a, a real thought that it that could actually happen, then the Tarasov law, regulation, whatever it's called, ruling, would then allow me to break confidentiality, not only escalate it to the police, but also specifically communicate with whoever that person is that they're talking about and duty to warn, duty to protect. So again, social work definitely does have its serious side as well. Um, but that's been kind of on my mind lately. The Spanish update, I think I told you last week that I dropped the Quest to College, which actually was a really good thing in hindsight because it's really freed up my my time and my energy and my just bandwidth, mental bandwidth is a phrase that David Allen uses a lot. So I'm still using the in my morning walk the How to Spanish podcast, which is which is uh, great. You learn all different, you know, things in Mexico and your know, culture and food and music and all these different topics that they're they're mentioning. So that's kind of fun. And also Pimsleur. I'm not sure if you've heard of Pimsleur, but Pimsleur is this kind of challenge and response system that I heard about years ago in the in the nineties during the days of audio cassettes, where they kind of break down a sentence into kind of granular form. And you're they're saying it, you have to re- re- repeat it back. And then in two weeks later, they'll kind of remind you of something because they know that you're starting to forget the material. So it's a very, very clever system. I'm not quite so sure if you actually could become fluent with it, but you could definitely become conversational, which right now is good enough uh, for me. So I got the Pimsleur CDs, because we moved on from audio tapes, Pimsleur CDs from the library, because it is not inexpensive, and integrating that now while while walking along with Anna and David with How to Spanish. And also continuing my weekly calls via Skype with a friend that I befriended in Valencia, Spain. That's also what I highly recommend. Any any of you listening to me that are interested in learning a, a foreign language is, is find some international counterpart in the country that you're learning that language of, whether it's Italy, France, Spain, or whatever country. And the side benefit is that not only do you get to practice, and they get to practice most likely in English if it's them, but you also can share what's going on in your respective countries and learn some of the culture as well. So I think that's good enough for my weekly review for now. I covered Anchor and the comments section, which I'm going to remove if you want to to engage with me directly about whatever. Then paulgarth.name is W number status, should come up. The GTD tip of the week was a calendar. Definitely use that to externalize your stuff put stuff that's due on a specific day or regardless of time or a specific day with a specific time. Make sure you're taking time for yourself. The note-taking strategy, the poor man's, you know, digital voice recorder and your classic iPhone in record mode. General aviation, more to come. Law and ethics, serious stuff, Tarasov. Duty to warn, duty to protect, to protect. And Spanish update with the Pimsleur technique. So I hope this reaches all of you well and see you next week.